But I, I want to share with you there. Hey, there, there we go. So um, I want to share with you something I've never shared anywhere else. I don't know if I'll ever share it again. When Russell uh, asked you about this, God gave me a scripture, and he, God won't really let me elaborate a whole lot on it. And to put this scripture into marriage is going to be really a fun gymnastical thing to do because I had never preached on this about marriage, okay? So I want to share with you a scripture, and then I want, to, I want to do a little exercise with us as a group, and then I want to have you do something for you. All right, so let's go to, um, I'm going to try to use my phone. I'm in the message uh, version of Romans chapter 13. And this may take a, a while for you to kind of get where I'm going. Be a good citizen. All governments are under God. Insofar as there is peace and order, it's God's order. So live responsibly as a citizen. If you're irresponsible to the state, then you're irresponsible with God. And God will hold you responsible. Duly constituted authorities are only a threat if you're trying to get by with something. Decent citizens should have nothing to fear. Do you want to be on good terms with the government? Be a responsible citizen and you'll get on Get on just fine. The government working to your advantage. But if you're breaking the rules right and left, watch out. The police aren't there just to be admired in their uniforms. God also has an interest in keeping order. And he uses them to do it. That's why you must live responsibly. Not just to avoid punishment, but also because it is the right way to live. Now, Let's just have a little fun, shall we? If God talks to us, amen, that's his word, amen. amen. And even though we have a frustrating governmental system, we're to live in compliance with that and pray for our leaders and God bless them. And the church, the, the church and our nation deserves judgment and we're getting it. That's just the way it is. Now, I believe in revival and I believe we'll take over and I believe we're going to just welcome Jesus back with a you know, mighty revival. I'm okay with that. Okay? But sometimes you get spanked before you get there. But the point is that God's saying it is really incumbent upon you as a believer to live responsibly as a citizen. Now, what's interesting to me, he says, doesn't, not to live as rulers, but to live as a citizen. Now, if God has that concern about how you live inside of your governmental order, because God is a God of what? Chaos or order? He's a God of order. And he ordains order. Amen? Okay? And the first order he ordained was this triune marriage. Now remember, we talked about this before. Marriage is not between a man and a wife. It's between God, a man, and a wife. You're not the head of the household. You're only one-third of the Trinity, and you are not the king. If you ever think you're king, look at Jesus, and he'll help you with that. If you ever think you're bright, look at Jesus, he'll help you with that. If you ever think you're strong, look at him, and he can help you with that. We are servants, are citizens, inside of a union. And God says, I want you to act as a responsible citizen inside your union. Inside his triune government, where he is king of kings, and you are a servant to your wife, and you are a servant to the Most High God, she is a servant to the Most High God, and she is a servant to you. Oh, that's better preaching than you. You're looking at me. You're looking at me like all quiet and stuff. Like you never heard that. I talked about this while ago. Okay, now if you, if you don't understand triune marriage, we have a book called The Miracle of Marriage, and it can square it away for you. Okay? 
But God created Adam, God created Eve. But he himself brought them together as his final creation, the gift of marriage. His final creation in the garden was marriage. It wasn't woman. Okay? But marriage constitutes an order. An order constitutes us living responsible citizenships. So what does that mean to be a responsible citizen? You know, he talks about government, pay your taxes. All right, well, what does it mean to be a responsible citizen inside your marriage? Pay your taxes. And when you marry a woman, you know you're going to work your physical being off for at least 50 years to have the privilege of her presence. You know it's a privilege to have her presence. She's a divine being wrapped in an amazing flesh that you get the privilege of serving and loving and being served by her. And if it ever becomes not a privilege to you, you're going to be automatically out of order with God. You'll go in there all entitled and haughty and arrogant, and you're going to rule, and you're going to make decisions. You're the man. God's going to spank you, put you in a dead-end job, make you look stupid. He's going to humiliate you to show you that he's God and you're not, even in your marriage. And none of you have never been embarrassed in your marriage, right? None of you have never been embarrassed by God in your marriage. Right? Some of the greatest humiliation you'll ever have is in front of your wife. Because she's the safest person God's put in your life. That's why. Because she'll love you even though you and I are idiots. Okay? That's good. But what's interesting to me is as you walk through that scripture... It's interesting to me that he says that. Now, I want you to live responsible inside of this government structure, this order, because as you live towards that order is how you live towards God. How you live in your marriage, an order that God has established, is how you really believe and feel about the Lord Most High God. Your direct... You want to measure your Christianity, there it is right there. Do you pray with her? Do you serve her? Do you love her? Do you celebrate her? Do you encourage her? Is it always about you and what you want to watch and what you want to do and your hobbies and your buddies and your friends and your dog? and your? Are you in her world with her, serving her? Are you her helpmate? Why are you guys so... This is really... Corey, this is better preaching than getting response tonight. Okay, you see what I'm saying? So how you live inside the order is what you really believe in how your relationship with God is. Are you faithful? Are you kind? Are you loving? Are you gentle? Are you meek? Or are you strong and arrogant and stupid? We've all had a bad day like that. Right? We've all had a bad day. Some of us, it's a bad life. Okay? Don't do that. Because then... You're living against God himself. Because as he continues in that scripture, you can look at it, how you live in this order is how God will respond to you. <laughs> With peace and prosperity and blessing. See, I don't really care who's president. I live in, a, I live in an abundant uh, uh, economic system called the kingdom of God. You can put another Democrat in there for eight years and I'll still prosper. It doesn't matter. We can go totally socialist. I will still prosper. Because there's enough sex acts between here and Russia, I could live forever. Okay? So I'm good. <laughs> and so if people have problems, I'm in good shape. So, but we've seen it in our office. We, we grow even in bad economies. 
Okay, God keeps giving good ideas and stuff like that. It's wonderful. So don't fear that. But how you live inside the government of your marriage, if that was the way God was judging you, would he be kind-hearted towards you or would he be maybe looking to swat you? See, God's not just your father. He's your father-in-law. And how you live with your wife is how you live with God. Is this okay? So it's really important that we get that. We're in the, we are privileged to live with our wives. I'm privileged to live with Lisa. She's a divine being wrapped in an amazing flesh, and she's hot. Your, your wife's hot. You don't deserve her. I don't deserve her. I'm blessed to have her. As long as I stay in that position, God tends to favor me. And when I'm not in that position, I get reminded really quickly. Like silly things. My back will go out, or I'll trip, or you know, something to hit my car, or you know, something like that. And I'd be like, okay, Lord, what's up? And then it'll take me back to a conversation that I either didn't have or I had it irresponsibly towards my wife. Boy, that's my girl you're talking to. Yes, sir. Right? But it also works the other way. Like in the morning, sometimes I get it right. I do dishes, laundry, take the garbage out before she's even out of bed. So when she wakes up, she knows she's been in the house with a man of God who cares for his garden because it's his job to do the laundry dishes and all that stuff. And if she helps, awesome. That's why i got bigger muscles, I'm stronger, I'm faster, and I don't need as much sleep. I'm designed to serve better than she is. She gets tired quicker, right? Your wife gets tired quicker, usually. Right? She wants to go to bed earlier. She doesn't have near the energy and strength you do. At least, well, maybe a couple of you might be competing for that, but most of us are bigger <laughs> than our wives, Okay? So I just wanted to encourage you to look at this in, in marriage as a privilege, but as an order that God has established to measure your Christianity and to measure how he's going to relate to you. You know, it's just like tithing. If you tithe, there's a certain amount of blessing that goes with tithing. You don't tithe, you're an idiot, and God spanks you. Now, I'm not a 501C, and I'm not your pastor. But if you're not tithing, you're dumb. Because God himself will spank your finances. I, I was just last week, I was with uh, my friends I meet with every quarter... These guys are CEOs, they're multimillionaires. Most of them make tens of millions of dollars a year. And we've been hanging out for 10 years. None of them tithe. They all give 20, 30, 40% of their income away. Because they know tithing is just the beginning of intelligence. <laughs> okay, so that's the scripture. You guys can salah that. You can think about that. Hopefully that was enough meat for you to go, hmm. That's the purpose of that. To stop and think what he's saying to you, to me so that we can move toward him and really be in love with our wives. Now, because it's Valentine's Day, I thought we should do something kind of fun. So what I want you to do, I want you to think of something you really love, appreciate, value, like, just admire about your wife. I'll give you about 15 seconds to come up with one, two, or three words. Okay? This is the first part of the exercise. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to point to you and I want you to say whatever word comes out of your mouth. And we're just going to go bang, 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 bang. And I have a reason for this. A, there is a method to my insanity. And you'll learn that in about a minute and a half. Okay? Beautiful. Perseveres. Now wait. Make sure you're paying attention to what's being said. So beautiful. Perseverance. Laughs. Patience. Determined. Lover of her kids. 
She's a great mother. Assistance. Amen. Great mother. Amazing cook. Hallelujah. Her smile. Selflessness. Amen. Most of us learn selflessness from our wives. Okay, we'll start with you over here. Sense of humor. Steadfast. That's a good one. Strength. Forgiveness. Grace. Yeah, that kind of goes there too. You. Oh, I did you? Sorry. I did the whole table. All right, yeah, go here. Encourager. Servant-hearted. Strong and faithful. Sexy servant. Determined. Brownies is good. Sacrifices. Yep, sacrifices. How I many your wives? Most of our wives have sacrificed for us to be where we are, and the part of our success is because of their co-effort with us. Amen. Authentic. Authentic love. Faithful. Giver. Beautiful. Passionate. Focused. Encourager. Compassionate. For me, it would be friend. Okay? So, what I want you to do is I, I, got a, so I brought some paper. There should be close to enough. If not, I brought a tablet. But there's this pink paper and maybe some other. And I got this little envelope. And I bought these at church and buy these. My gift to you and your wife. Okay? All right? That's what kings get to do. So, if you don't have any, uh, what I want you to do is I want you to spend the next five minutes. I want you to write your wife a love letter. I want you to thank her for being in your life. I want you to acknowledge that you're not worthy of a present. I want you to celebrate who she is. Okay? In your handwriting, it'll mean a lot more than that little card you bought already. 